Hello, and welcome back to, um, what is this show called again? <laughs> uh, Chicken People. Chicken People, the show. Um, we're here back with Through Imperialize, our news, our main news show. I am your host, Braden Ledbetter. And I'm your host, Jackson Daleen. Jackson, what has been going on in your life lately? What's been going on Star Wars-wise? Not a crazy amount. I'm currently working through... Uh, Kevin Scott, The Rising Storm, mm-hmm. the new High Republic novel, which is pretty good so far. I'm not, I'm not too far into it to give a full uh, thought process of it, but um, yeah, did that. I got, um, I found Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original yep. for my PlayStation. Um, I started playing that today and started that campaign. It was really funny just instantly hearing Tem's voice of that, what I remember of the 501st. And you're like, ah, mm-hmm. that instant nostalgia. Back when like it was so easy for them to get him in for like a voice yeah. for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's funny. I forgot how like Revenge of the Sith catered it is. Like all of the heroes, mm-hmm. like uh, Ayla Secura and like Kiani Mundi are like heroes in it. And I forgot that Anakin's on the dark side. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it like came out as a marketing push for Revenge of the Sith, I think. Uh-huh. So. No, it's fun. It was, it was, uh, we saw it and like all gasped and we're just like, oh, it's here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's for me. Nice. I haven't been up to too much Star Wars wise besides I did pick up. So I went to um, all, all the targets like in my vicinity didn't have any copies of the Rising Storm. I don't know what's going on with Target and the High Republic because it was the same with Into the Dark. I had to go to a Barnes and Noble like a half hour away to get a copy of Into the Dark on its release day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Target and Del Rey, what the issue is there. But um I went to the Target and I got the exclusive cover, the Target exclusive cover, which I like. I like this cover a lot better than the yeah, um, than the the stock one because it reminds me a lot more of the Light of the Jedi cover. Yeah, it's not I as, agree. In my opinion, it's just not as plain and boring looking. Um, but um, yeah, I'm about 16 chapters into Rising Storm. I really like. I really love the way Kevin Scott writes just in general i think he's yes. he's very detail oriented um and i think that hopefully by next week we should be ready to get a review out for that um and then what else i also picked up race the crash point tower the other book that came out um cool. i'll probably read that after i finish test of courage because i still haven't finished test of courage <laughs> um i'll probably do those too once i finish rising storm and we get the review out and everything but um yeah, whenever I was at Target, though, I, I always talk about this on the show, how every time I go to Target, I have to look at the toy section. Right. And this time, there was literally nothing except for a Black Series Bo-Katan. And I was debating getting it, because it but it was $20, and I was already spending like $35 on books. Yeah, and you're like, do I need it? I was it? like, I don't need it. My shelf is full. I'll wait till I get in my house, because... um kind of a life update we're super super close to getting going on a house purchase right now because um we have like an inspection i think on thursday and if that goes well then we're pretty much gonna go to close and if not we're gonna see what happens from there but that's kind of a little life update but i, I think other than that when it comes to star wars i think that's all i've been doing i've been so i've been so caught up with my my filmmaking life that I, I need to make more time for my Star Wars life. Haven't been able to uh to to multitask it. <laughs> I know. Life is very busy for me right now, but that's all right. Um 
do you want to you want to get started with the news? Yeah, let's jump right into this because we've we've got some some cool different stuff to talk about. And yeah. we've got some stuff that I want to. I think it'll be fun that we can we'll have some fun discussions about. Wow, that was hard for me to get out. Words uh, are let's hard. Jump into it. words are hard. So starting off, the acolyte showrunner cites that the Phantom Menace as a creative influence for the series. Um, before I even get into this, I'm not even surprised by that quote. Uh, in an interview with The Wrap, the headland, uh, headland explained that the Acolyte, which is effective, effectively a prequel to the Star Wars prequel trilogy, will be influenced by a film that is not only aesthetically important to the story that she's telling, but is a film that arrived at a significant moment in her own life. Quote, I actually was very intrigued by what George Lucas had started us at that particular point. I kind of wondered, but what happened... I kind of wondered, but what happened to lead up to this? That's kind of where my Star Wars fan brain went. Like, how did we get here? And why are the Jedi like this? When they are in power, why they're acting the way they and how it wow. And how is it that they're not having the reaction that you think that they would to Anakin's presence and what Qui-Gon Jinn is saying and how about how passionate passionately he feels about training him and bringing him into the fold. It's like even the discovery of Darth Maul is kind of met with this like Hmm. Interesting kind of feeling. So I just think for me, my brain has always buzzed around that area and wondered what's going on here or what has been going on here. Um, that was a very, uh, very strange. It's a very worded. wordy quote. Yeah, it's very. Because uh, you can very... tell that you can tell that this interview was conducted like in person. So that's just like yeah. transcribed from her. Her probably. Rumbling like sentence. Like, yeah, the, the words just popping right out. But you can even tell, like, this has been something that's been kind of in her head for a good minute. Yeah. So, like, I bet you these thoughts are very, like, almost manic of, like, I have to answer these. What mm-hmm. does this all mean? Yeah. Um, um, and, and these are good questions to have, especially with jumping, especially with, obviously, the, the creation of the Acolyte. I wonder how far behind the acolyte will be see with. i don't know because they say it's going to be kind of the transition from the high republic era to the follow the republic right. so i'm really glad that she's kind of cross-referencing the phantom menace and kind of the state of the galaxy in the phantom menace with what she's doing with the acolyte that'll be really interesting to see how or if they tie in in some way because that would be super cool to see a lead up to the Phantom Menace as something we've never really even explored before in the Star Wars timeline besides Higher Public and that was again hundreds of years before the Phantom Menace right. so it'll be interesting to see where they're going to take this story and how it's going to affect the way we view the Phantom Menace yeah I, I'm definitely interested I, I want to know how close like they cut it like how 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 much are we splitting hairs yeah. for me to um, for, for it to really almost change the view and outlook of Phantom Menace in general right. like will it touch it at all or will it just not even you or know? if we look at Phantom Menace and we're like oh so that's why that's there because this happened right, in the right. acolyte now, this is different yeah. yeah and like if it's if it's like smaller stuff like that's always fun but I don't know if I want like big world changing things you know right so but it, it, well, it would still be cool see, yeah. to see you know what what they're doing that, with the story and what they're doing for sure. Yeah. And what they're doing with the state of the galaxy as well, I think will be really interesting to see. Um, but other than that, there's not too much more that we can really get into without speculation. And remember, remember kids speculate responsibly always. Um, 
let's kind of move on to the next one. So um, this is kind of exciting. Uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars landed three daytime any nom any. That's that's a that's a word. Any 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 they, they landed any, any non non nominations. Any in those. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, they 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 landed three daytime. Emmy nominations. Um, so the Daytime Emmy Awards Children's Programming and Animation Ceremony will be presented in a standalone show streaming on the Emmy OTT platform on Saturday, July 17th, 2021 at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So um, it looks like the Clone Wars got nominated for Outstanding Writing Team for a Daytime Animated Program, Outstanding Music, Direction, and Composition for a Preschool, Children's, or Animated Program, and Outstanding Sound Mixing for and sound editing for a daytime animated program. So it looks like we're getting some um, some Kevin Kiner no- nominations, which we love Kevin Good Kiner over here. Um, <laughs> and again, writing team, we got Dave Filoni and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff, which is, I think this is very well deserved, especially Kevin Kiner. I think he's already won a bunch of awards in his career, but it's always nice to see him gotten, get nominated for um, stuff like this. I just think it's strange how they're kind of grouping in animation very generally with children and preschool because animation doesn't really doesn't always signify that it is for kids yeah i agree i think i was kind of thinking that too i think um clone wars while on paper is technically a kid show everybody kind of ultimately agrees it was not not made for children oh no yeah there's some dark dark themes in the new season of clone wars especially the season that's being nominated yeah right um yeah, I think it's just kind of like the the principle of it is that uh, on technically at the end of the day, Clone Wars is a children's show. Yeah, um, but even then, I mean, I think it's it's probably you know it's this uh, this Emmy award thing has probably always been grouped in for a while back whenever animation was probably still very exclusive to children. So yeah, you know, yeah, n- nothing too hard against them, but you know. Either way, congratulations to everyone who was nominated over the Clone Wars. I'm hope I hope they win something. That would be very nice. And if not, you're recognized for your greatness. <laughs> if not, then we'd take back everything we just said. You could have done better. Um, next up, the National Air and Space Museum is to display Poe Dameron's X-Wing from the Rise of Skywalker. So the National Air and Space Museum, which is located in Washington, D.C. in America, here in the U.S. of A's, um, part of the Smithsonian Museum, announced that Poe Dameron's X-Wing from the Rise of Skywalker is currently being restored and prepared to go on display sometime in 2022. The full-size vehicle might not be 100% ready until next year, but visitors are supposedly able to catch a glimpse of it right now. So I wonder if they've just kind of got like tarps up around it and they just they kind of leave it a little open so you can peek it and be like, I saw it. (laughs) Um, Quote, despite taking place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Star Wars introduced generations of fans here on Earth to outer space as a setting for adventure and exploration. All air and space milestones begin with inspiration and science fiction, so often provides that spark. The iconic X-Wing displayed amid our other spacecraft celebrates the journey from imagination to achievement, end quote. Poe's orange X-Wing, the second one he used during the sequel trilogy, will be the first Star Wars vehicle to join long-term display at the museum since Myth of Magic exhibit in 1997. I'm kind of shocked they haven't put a Millennium Falcon in there. I think the Millennium Falcon takes up too much space, unless they did like a a one-to-one scale model. 
Yeah, that's true. You could have like I know they have like the little like uh, they have like little planes that kind of like fly around on tracks. Just have yeah. them be that size, but put like a Falcon and like two Tie Fighters chasing it. Right. Yeah, I, I'm um, surprised they haven't put like some kind of X-wing or something. And, um, and yeah, I'm. I it's cool that they're doing Poe Dameron's. It's a much more like recent X-wing to kind of like put your name to it. Yeah. But like. Even then, just you could have done like a classic X Wing and still gotten the same. Uh, yeah, I'm, co- I'm still cool with the Podamera X Wing, though. It'd be really yeah, cool I'm, to see. I'm digging it. Is this the. It's the orange and black when he Correct, flies, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, from cool, the Rise cool. of Skywalker. Yeah, that, that's a cool looking one that he's got. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that'll be really neat. That'll be really cool to see that in person. Um, yeah, especially the one that was on screen. That'd be super cool to see. You know, I'm going to Galaxy's Edge in like two weeks. Um, you're gonna have to do a little bit of vlogging for our socials i'm so i'm only gonna be able to be there for like four or five hours because we're doing a park hopper pass and i plan to literally just like i'm gonna take a bunch of pictures and then try to get as much little stuff um that i can get i probably won't get like a custom lightsaber i'm just gonna hit the shops and I'll try to ride the Falcon. That's going to be the ride that I at least want to. Yeah, you're going to have to check in early for that, though. That's kind of my plan is to is to is to see what I can do with it and jump in. Yeah, I don't try know if you'll have time for Rise of Resistance. I, I, I know I won't have time it's for like Rise of Resistance. It's like without fail. It's like an hour and a half to two hour wait. Yeah, and you have to like prep the day before for it all uh-huh. and shit. And yeah, no, not not worth it. Yeah, but you have to wait until you get a full day in Galaxy's Edge for that one. No, my plan's to to go shopping. I want to get some knickknacks and go. just hey, different chill, stuff. Chill for out of the canteen. Is the canteen open yet? I know it was closed for a while. I don't know. I think I think it might be. I know. I keep seeing TikToks on all of the like food stuff because Avengers Campus is up right. out in California. To, I keep seeing. Are you going um, to I'm Disney going World? To Disney or Land? World. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to Florida. Gotcha. Um, but the reason I bring that up was because you know relating to this Poe Dameron's uh, uh, X-wing is that they've got obviously the Falcon there, but then I think they have their own X-wing as well. And, and they also have this really cool. Um, it's called. Oh, I forget, it, they they have like a, a concept of one of Kylo Ren's ships from the unmade Colin Trevorrow version. Ooh, of, ooh that's cool. Of Duel of Fates, they have like they had built a scale model of it. And they couldn't use it, so they decided to put it in um, the park. I forgot what it's called. It's 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 the word is escaping me right now, but it's like called like the the knife five or something. Okay, I'll I'll keep an eye out for it. it. I'll I'll obviously take so many pictures. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm sure you'll you'll be walking around for a while looking at everything. So, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's. I don't know what else they have around there. Again, I, I have never been, so I couldn't say. I've only seen. I've only drooled right, over videos. YouTube tours. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah same. <laughs> well, cool. Let's kind of move on here. Uh, it looks like there was a new Star Wars: The Old Republic expansion announcement that was leaked before it was supposed to be announced at EA Play. So, um, Electronics Art Electronic Arts um, has continued work on Star Wars: The Old Republic even after the Legends decision to make it non-canonical. And recently, word has gotten out that a new expansion to the game legacy of the sith is moving forward so it looks like a lot of people on r slash gaming leaks and rumors have noticed that the ea french website accidentally revealed a press release for the expansion um and this is kind of the lowdown on the expansion so it says legacy of the sith will continue to develop a story of star wars the old republic in the ever moving star wars universe immersing players in a military campaign to capture a planet vital to their factions in order to in order to uncover the ultimate plan of the of the renegade sith darth malgus um, 
Um, this expansion will also bring improvements to the Old Republic gaming experience, thanks to a new feature called Combat Styles, which expands player options and adds many quality of life improvements, whatever that means. Um, <clears throat> Star Wars fans will have the opportunity to rediscover the award-winning story of the Old Rep- Star Wars The Old Republic and Legacy of the Sith expansion for the holiday season on PC via StarWarsTheOldRepublic.com and Steam. So, looks like this expansion is essentially going to make it to where, if you're new to Star Wars The Old Republic, there's a pretty pretty big learning curve. <laughs> I haven't I haven't played about played it myself, but I don't really. <sighs> It's free on the Steam store? No way. It is now. It used to not be. Hold on. Jackson, I can see the reflection in Jackson's glasses currently scrolling through the Steam page. What is this? Here we go. Yeah, how about that? That's funny. Free to play. Huh. Okay. Nice. Nice. Have you you played um, the MMO version? Nope, I haven't either. None of Old Republic. Yeah, um, but I mean, this expansion seems kind of it seems kind of cool. Um, I'm not. Yeah, really... it's, I, I wouldn't have expected them to be um, growing an old game, especially with us knowing that we're supposed to be getting like a reboot remake thing. Yeah, I wonder if. Well, I know they're kind of trying to reboot remake Knights of the Old Republic. Um, it's kind of rumored right now. Right. <clears throat> but for the um, MMO, I think it's cool that they're working on an expansion so there's a little bit newer stuff to because i when i don't know the last time they actually updated um old um, republic let me see let me see what steam steam's got a an update uh history um, i don't know i don't want to be sitting here looking for it. oh wait, yeah that is, that is ah you updated history i just found it right, right when i say um this had a regular oh you can now go to narshada um this was june 28th and then a random patch note may 5th and yeah it looks like they just get like so random, they're actively yeah. developing it but like yeah, for new the, expansions it's the last major update was april 27th with it introducing a uh it's called a flashpoint secrets of the enclave um, interesting yeah unearthed secrets that brought darth darth Malgus to the jedi enclave okay so they are kind of building up yeah. to this story. okay okay um yeah i'm not i'm again apologies for everyone who plays um star wars the Old republic but i'm not really hip on the old uh i didn't know old... it was free so i i might jump into that and um yeah honestly might as well. um well, that's cool. Um, that story sounds fun, cool. and it's it's good for everybody who does play. And maybe eventually, whenever I get my life together and actually have time for things, maybe I'll hop on and yeah, try right. it one, ta- one time. But as for right now, I guess I'll have to be speculating and drooling over Star Wars video games. Um, but cool. What do we got next? Uh, so this is uh, this is going to be my personal favorite thing that we're going to talk about today. Um, the Star Wars Visions first look uh, from the Disney Plus anime anthology uh, was released and, and announced and shown, and we got a little bit of look at uh, what's going to be coming out with Visions. Um, it's a pretty cool first look. They kind of just talk about like what Visions is, which it's everything that we knew. It's a bunch of you know different Japanese creators and artists and companies working together to make this anthology. 
um, in the Star Wars universe, all with original Japanese animation style, um, which obviously were big. Not not animation necessarily, but Japanese styles were big uh, yep. influences in, in originally in Star Wars. So uh, it, it held its own panel at the Anime Expo um, and showcased its, you know, the first ever kind of trailer. It's more of kind of like a, a they talk real. to you. And, yeah, pretty much. Um, the show will take, take an anthology format telling potentially canonical and non-canonical Star Wars stories from the pers- perspectives of a variety of Japanese animators much like previous anime anthologies based on American franchises like The Animatrix, Batman Gotham Knight, and The Halo Legends. Um, early on in the panel, a short video was displayed showcasing the talent working on visions and glimpses of their work. Um, and we'll talk about each episode and like the little glimpses of like what you see about it. So of this first season, we'll be getting uh, st- uh, stuff from Studio Colorido. Um, we'll be, they will be developing the episode Tatooine Rhapsody, which is if you look in the first look, it's got Jabba the Hutt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett looks like it's going to be you know, some familiar faces. Um, Gino Studio will be developing the Lop and Ocho uh, episode. The Kinema Citrus Company will be developing the Village Bride. Um, Trigger Inc. Incorporated will be developing the episode The Twins and the Elder. Um, the Science Twins Saru. one seems super sick. Is that that's the, the one where they're ones? like they're twins in the darks and like dabble in the dark side? Oh, um, I don't. I didn't. They're like. I, I, they're like two twins, and I think either both of them or one of them is like struggling with the dark side. That's cool. It seems super cool. Anyway, okay, continue. That's cool. Um, Science Saru will be developing the episodes Akakiri and the uh, TOB1 episode. Production IG um, will be developing the episode The Ninth Jedi, and Kamikaze Doga will be developing the episode The Duel. I think The Duel is going to be my favorite be one. Sick. The, the yeah. Master Padawan. I think, honestly, I'm excited for all these. There's nothing that yeah, I'm like all, not all excited for. be incredible. No, the, the Duel was the one that like I was wanting even before we got a look was you know that in the rain samurai fire samurai like in the open field it, it, yeah. it's cool i keep seeing kind of the pictures and obviously for all the different ones but for this one it's like the sith is like an old man and mm-hmm. it's like it talk, kind of showed like the look of his design of his beard but his blades are two little daggers that have actual like mm-hmm. samurai looking blades on them whereas right. the jedi just have normal lightsabers um, which I really like. I think that's cool that the, we'll see kind of a difference. I'm I'm interested to see what like different things we will see within the Star Wars universe that are almost fitting to like Japanese culture. Right. It's going to be just like new concepts of stuff. Obviously, like the samurai bladed lightsabers and like what other things are going to be looking. Uh, I like the the shot of it's like in the hangar, but there's cherry blossoms everywhere. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of really unique takes on star wars which i'm very excited for even if it's not canonical it'll just be cool to see a lot of these different animation studios and animators a lot of their perspective on star wars and their creative ideas brought into star wars because we we've never seen that before except for like fan art and fan yeah and like how yeah how star wars will influence these stories that almost will seem like traditional stories but how they're different no i agree um all nine episodes of star wars visions will begin streaming on disney plus starting on september 22nd so we will be getting it this year and Of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, so seven weeks will be done before the end of the year. We'll have the entire thing by Christmas time. You can sit down and watch it with your family and make them watch your weird anime stories. And you can always tune into Through Imperial Eyes for our breakdowns in each episode. Oh, yeah, we will talk about every single episode and get right into the nitty gritty with it. So it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm super, I'm super excited. Mostly just to, just to see 
all these different voices coming into Star Wars. That's just like, it's so cool that they're doing this. Do you think it will be in English? I won't be mad if it isn't. I won't be mad either. Yeah, I mean, if they want to stick to the, the, the traditional kind of, my dog just barked, I'm sorry. I heard that. If, they want, to, if they want to stick to the traditional, like, casting their own, you know, productions yeah. and getting the traditional Japanese actors to be, like, voice actors to be in these productions, that would be totally cool with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I play heroes versus villains sometimes in Japanese just to get that immersiveness, you know, just so to like, prepare for that's, that's what it's going to feel like. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm cool. super excited as well. Um, let's kind of move on here. So it looks like Patty Jenkins is free to tell the story she wants to tell with Rose Squadron. So she had an interview with the Hollywood reporter and she was asked about how the development of Rogue Squadron was going. And she said, um, she said is going amazing. I had been on it already for six months before i even announced that so we're pretty deep into it we're finishing a script um crewing up and it's all going wonderful i'm so excited about the story and excited that what we're excited that we're the next chapter of star wars which is such a responsibility and such an opportunity to really start some new things it's a really exciting in that way um so again she's kind of restating what we've kind of known and yeah. that she's really excited. And she, you know, she's basically been given free reign to tell her story the way she wants to tell it, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I agree. Which yeah. I'm not, I'm not really surprised by that actually, especially with, and I think they're so comfortable off. with doing this is because it, it doesn't need to tie into anything. I mean, it does need to stay Canon. They do. I, I would be, surprise if they didn't like use utilize the story group and how they can keep their story within the lines and boundaries of canon uh they'll probably keep it within kind of a specific time frame that we don't know too much about but exactly. like I, yeah. I, I picture it i really think it's going to be like alphabet squadron it'll be like the last year or two of the war between like the new republic and the empire i think it's going to be post episode nine i've always said that um, yeah, I don't but know. who knows? I, I'm. It'll be cool. Yeah, either one would be really neat. Actually, I, I would love to see those either of those timelines uh, shown into live action. Yeah, um, and it looks like well, again, we've been getting a lot more news lately about this movie um, in the past few weeks too. So I'm, I'm assuming we'll end up getting some cast announcements probably in the next few months. Um, I, yeah, I really I hope that by at least next year, we'll at least know who's going to be in this thing. Um, cause I think by then, I think we've said this before, but I think by then we'll kind of be able to decipher what kind of movie we're going to be expecting. When is star Wars celebration? That's in August. April, isn't it? August. Yeah. Do you think we'll have a trailer in August this year or August next no, I year? I think it's, I think they're waiting until next year. I think they postponed it this year so they could do it next year. I think it's in August, think 2022. We'll have a trailer by then. I think that's when they'll unveil it. Yeah. Like a teaser. If yeah. Anything. Because if it releases December 2023, I think they'll at least have some kind of sizzle reel or teaser by the by celebration. Would, if it's if it's that far, then I wouldn't expect a trailer to anything till the, till the beginning of 2023. Well, they could do the thing that they did with episode seven. I mean, episode seven is a completely different beast than this movie. But they they released the. Um, the teaser trailer, that famous teaser trailer, was released over a year before the film was released. But again, like okay. I said, it is a completely different beast than 
episode seven. Right. So who knows? I mean, I, maybe we'll just show some behind the scenes footage and have kind of Patty Jenkins like ha- come out with the cast and talk about the, you know, the what talk right. about they production. Like those, those Marvel does that a lot where they get the whole and, cast. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do something like yeah. that to kind of. Oh, I just knocked my mic over. It helps to not do that. <laughs> Um, I wonder if they'll do that, like with the cast and sit them all down and, you know, talk I'm sure, about yeah, the production. I'm sure, of like, what I'm sure we'll hear, um, we'll get some, probably some show announcements and all that kind of fun uh, stuff. I hope it'll be a fun cast. I'm picturing some kind of ragtag crew of rebels that are going to be causing havoc, yeah, you know, maybe some special appearances by some familiar faces. Who knows? It'll be cool seeing who plays a human and who doesn't, like, Yeah, who is still a familiar or who plays face, a droid you know? and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, those are always my favorite and seeing how they kind of split those up. So well, cool. What's next? So this is uh, our final news story of the day. Um, the Book of Boba Fett has confirmed that uh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard are um, all directing episodes. Um, speaking to the Daily Express, uh, Tamara Morrison himself, the man myth, myth of legend, said that John Favreau has come up with some magical formulas. We've got some great directors on board. Robert Rodriguez, Favreau, Bryce Dallas Howard, Dave Filoni. It's just a new world. It's a new world. They they like to keep the Star Wars stuff under uh, lock and key, end quote. Uh, he also teased that the Book of Boba Fett will en- essentially be a buddy series between Boba and Fennec. I love that. Yeah. Um, it's a duo thing. We've got Ming-Na Wen in there. She's playing the master assassin, Fennec Shand, and uh, going on with that. So that'll be really cool. I- I've heard some rumors that Mando will show up in the Book of Boba Fett. Hmm. Um, uh, this duo thing is interesting. I wonder if, since we're also going back in time, if it's going to do like mirror stuff where it's like... It's Boba Fett back in the day being a bad guy, being a bounty hunter. And then it's Boba Fett now who is trying to kind of like reinstate himself as a person. Yeah. Obviously, he's in control of the of the huts of Jabba's area and he's going to try and base I mean, he that. did say that we will be seeing how he got from where, he, where we saw him last in Empire up until where he is now. We will be seeing yeah. that little that journey. So I'm assuming we'll be getting some, you know some kind of flashbacky moments and um i also wanted to add on to this little bit uh this this story bit is that another little piece came out that i i I have some things that i want to say about it but i also think it kind of it kind of matched itself out uh robert rodriguez was asked what will the uh, robert rodriguez and the showrunner i can't think of their name asked what was the tone of this show what what were they expecting to see is it going to be something like mandalorian is it going to be something completely different and everyone has responded with it being it's very very serious it's very uh it's it's no fun right robert rodriguez went on going saying it's no fun but also went on saying to um all killer no filler which i think is a really cool uh, tagline for the series. No, I think this is actually a joke uh, from the crew to kind of base off how a lot of people are like, oh, Star Wars is getting so serious. They're not having any fun with it. Like, they just need to, you know, just do some swashbuckling adventure. And it's the Boba Fett show, so there's going to be a lot of eyes and attention on it. And Robert Rodriguez says, I don't care what you think. It's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> just as screwing with He's doing us. the Taika Waititi um, approach. Yeah. Of, I'm here to ruin yeah, Star Wars. No, I think that'll be very funny. I, um, yeah, I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. How do you feel about pretty much most of the Mando director crew returning for this? I think it's cool. I mean, it's, it's kind of it's kind of a no brainer that yeah, we would have yeah. you know these directors back who already know 
they know how to tell the story. They're kind of they're in the know on all things Mandalorian slash Book of Boba Fett because, I mean, I've seen a lot of whispers that Book of Boba Fett was essentially supposed to be Mando season three, and then they right. kind of just kind of it's it's been talked about to be that two point five in between. Yeah, well, I also heard that um, they didn't expect the reception for Mandalorian season two to be as good as it was. And they were going to take the story in a different direction. That's a load of this crap. Is a rumor. You know the- this is a rumor. <laughs> obviously I don't buy it for one second, but this is like the thing that everyone's talking about that. Like they think, you know, there was a whole different plan for Mando season three and that's why book of Boba Fett had to happen. But I, I don't buy that at all. I think yeah. this, this has all been planned out since the perception of Mandalorian. Um, yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, um, I'm super excited, especially for the the buddy cop Boba and Fennec thing. That'll be cool to see yeah, their dynamics cool. some more. I love their dynamic on screen. I like that we are seeing uh, two current points of Fennec Shand right now. I think that's a really cool character that we're expanding on, especially with her being in Bad Batch and now you know yeah. Mando and Boba and Fett. And I think they they they're doing that on purpose of showing us making making fennec likable in the bad batch too was really it's it's really nice that she isn't just this piece of crap yeah. bounty hunter that just wants like she actually kind of cares and Is, that's that's yeah, kind of yeah. cool um no yeah i agree and i and i think that um they'll really start to showcase her off in book of boba fett they'll really kind of show the abilities of what uh ming na wen can do um even more with what we've seen from her in mando season two yeah for sure um so yeah it'll be really cool yeah well before we get out of here i i um really quick jackson i want you to do a little showcase of your action figures you have behind you because jackson got some got some uh phantom menace action figures um on display uh you'll have to describe you have to move your microphone so people can hear you how pixelated is it first before i get into it i'm not recording the call but you have to just describe in detail what action figures you have we'll go through all of them real quick so right behind me i've got um, I've got like some shadow box shelves and there's two of them, but I've got like a three tier thing. I know only Braden can see the top of it or the <laughs> bottom of it, but I've got all my childhood figures, which are kind of in this like family portrait pose. They're it's all like, cool. <laughs> like I've got like, uh, like the stormtrooper Han and Luke, like he's got his arm around him and like C-3PO is waving in the back. But then like there's Palpatine and Grievous there and like Darth Maul. <laughs> From my view, front. it's just 3PO's arm <laughs> popping up behind Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I found a Jedi Luke little figure at a store and I kind of was put him in different places. And then I was just kind of like, I guess I can put them all with the childhood toys and see how he fits in. And I think it's really funny is that he's standing right next to Stormtrooper Luke. And I was like, oh, I was like, it's like a mirror. <laughs> um, so above that is my black series. I'll tilt my camera up so Braden can see it. I've got my Boba Fett. He's on a little figure stand. He's flying in the air and he is fighting the uh, trio. I've got Luke in his Jedi in his uh, pilot's outfit, Leia here in her Endor outfit, and then Han here is also his Endor, but you can take his jacket off and it's just his normal like outfit. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the vest and the shirt. That's um, pretty and cool. Then up, up here is uh, a death trooper being attacked by a Tusken Raider. He's like up doing the the pose with his Gaddafi, right. Gaddafi stick and the death trooper is like laying down fighting him. 
And then... What about the see, Phantom Menace ones you got behind you? So, this is my... This was given to me by Alexis on... I think this is Valentine's Day. It's a pin from the 2012 re-release of Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. and it's got... It's a gold pin with a heart. And it's got C-3PO and R2-D2 on it. Um, and then down here, these were the Phantom Menace uh, figures I found a long time ago that were 30% off of whatever they were cost. I've got Qui-Gon Jinn and then Queen Amidala instead of um, Slave or like Handmaiden Padme. Mm-hmm. It's, this is more the, the the red rope with the two blasters. I got Watto. There you and go. And then I got Ricoli back here chilling. How many um, Republic credits was Watto? They were all like <laughs> six twenty-five, maybe nice. just with they were where they're being sold. I bet you they're all gone now. Um, that store's got some like those what were they the forces of destiny or whatever figures they're like the really bulky like 70s looking figures but i think they're from like the early 2000s oh i don't know um, i know what you're talking about though yeah they've got a bunch of those too and I, I might end up one day getting them but as of right now i think that's everything i have my i bought a statue a long time ago of vader that oh, I've nice. yeah i've got him and then i built my Tie Striker, which sits on top of my computer now. Wow, this turned into a Jackson setup tour. Yeah, no, literally, it's I've got um, my Stormtrooper, my Kylo Ren in front of my monitor, and uh, make sure you show us your, your keyboard your sure, in your in your mouse pad. Make sure that the mouse pad oh, is you know in there. Uh, the mouse pad just lights up, but the keyboard actually, it's really cool. I've got uh, if you can't see it, it's the color <laughs> section that I have. Has already turned this off. <laughs> Uh, the color section is R2-D2, so it's all, oh. like, blue. It's blue and white, but then it's got, like, red flashing lights and stuff on it. And yeah, it's a good fun time. All right, well, thank you for my tour. <laughs> this <laughs> well, is my home. That, yes. um, well, cool. I, I thank everybody for tuning in and listening to this week's news episode. If you'd like to find us on the social medias, you can find us on Instagram at Through Imperialized Pod, Twitter at Imperialized Pod, and YouTube. You can search up Through Imperialized Podcast. Jackson, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, as always, at uh, Quacks and Scalene. That's Q-U-A-C-K-S-O-N. Uh, scaling like the triangle. I always forget if there's an underscore or not. Nope, and not then you can Twitter. follow my uh, photography Instagram, which is at Daylene underscore photography. That's D-A-L-E-E-N underscore photography. Braden, did you give your socials already? Or not did yet. I okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> Well, as always, you can find me on the Instagrams at Braden Ledbetter and on Twitter at Bradathalon. If you want to hit up my letterbox, see what I'm watching, see what I'm reviewing, you can hit up my letterbox at Braden Ledbetter. And do not be shy. Please um, rate and leave review on our Apple Podcasts if you have it. If you don't have an Apple Podcast, just subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on Google Podcasts, subscribe on whatever you got, because it really helps out the show, and um, we like it whenever the show is helped. Um... And we are approaching our thousand listens mark, which is it's a good sign. Hell yeah. People are listening, so that's a good sign. Um, he says people are listening, but I know he just plays it on repeat oh in the yeah, background I'm the while he's at work. Listens to this podcast. <laughs> he just like just tunes it into himself. Yeah, I, I listen to it about 16 times a day just so we can keep our listens up. Um, <laughs> But um, as always, bag, if you want to check check us out, um, whenever you're listening to this tomorrow, you um, we're going to be talking about the next episode of the Bad Batch. And if you don't care about the Bad Batch, we'll talk. We'll catch you next week for some more news. But until then, may the force be with you.